With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. We are back at it on a Friday. It's the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. Hey, that's me because four hours a night are not enough. We do this eight days a week from the Maller Podcast Studios, deep at a secret location in the North Woods. And we thank you for spending some time with us and finding the podcast. If you know somebody that might enjoy the nonsense that we do on the fifth hour, let them know. Get the word out. Word of mouth advertising. That is the only advertising budget we have. On this podcast, you will not see a billboard at all. Uh, There will be no commercials for the fifth hour podcast no tv commercial campaign none of that no internet campaign all we have is listener helping listener uh, growing the audience and you have obviously found the podcast and for that we are grateful we are excited i'm excited to talk to this guy i just met him for the first time Uh, i've known this gentleman for many many years over a decade i have known of this person he is a broadcaster for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he works the sidelines. He does the pregame. He is the host of the official Nothing But Bucks podcast on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers website and also their their app as well. He's also a college football broadcaster at Compass Media Networks. He is part of the Fox Sports Radio Alumni Association. Who is he? That would be none other. Then T.J. Reeves joining us on the horn from his home in Tampa. And before we look at T.J., welcome in. Uh, let let us start with the Buck game against the Rams, a game we were both at. What is your initial impression of SoFi Stadium? First of all, it is fantastic to be with the Ben Maller. We should <laughs> let we should pull the curtain back just a little bit. We should let the audience in on a couple of things. You and I have done a bunch of projects together, a bunch of co-hosting on Fox Sports Radio, a bunch of times that we have talked off the air. We had never met in person. However, 
reunited and it feels so good at SoFi Stadium. You and I finally hooked up in person. It was great to see you. Uh, I feel like I've known you for like 15 years, but it was great to see you. Uh, and the only thing that I can say about SoFi and that complex is wow. It is so expansive, so massive, so spread out. I mean, Ben, we started after we finally got parked Sunday morning. We finally started walking, and I thought we were going to have to have a Sherpa guide to help us get <laughs> to the complex and get to the booth. But we did get there. It's an amazing $5 billion property. The, the stadium is unreal. They'll have the Super Bowl later in the year. And big kudos to Big Ben. Because on Buccaneers Radio with what we do, broadcasting the Tampa Bay Buccaneer games, we were trying to get the Hall of Famer, Mean Gene Deckerhoff, from the complex, the expansive parking lot, into the stadium and into the booth. Who saved the day? Who was Superman but Big Ben? Because you <laughs> found Gene Deckerhoff before we did to help him get to Tampa Bay Buccaneers Radio. So you were a hero before the game ever began. Well, TJ, listen, uh, thank you. And it was uh, it was great meeting you. It is odd, you know, this radio thing. that We've done stuff together over the years, and I've never actually met you in person through the magic of broadcasting. We've always had this this back and forth. But, yeah, so I, I w- we were trying to connect, and you have a lot of responsibilities. You're a broadcaster for the team, and you do a lot of the pregame stuff and you have different times you have to be on and I you know I was there as a media guy but I was mostly just checking out the stadium trying to get the vibe of the whole place but I did want to meet you and I, I remember last time the Bucks were in town at the Coliseum I tried to go to the game at the last minute to, to see you there when Jameis Winston was still the quarterback and right. I, I got denied and uh, so I, I the Rams would not <laughs> allow me possible you're, you're the legend that you are of the Fox Sports Radio overnight airway based in Los Angeles. How do the Rams say no to Ben Maller? The Ben yes. Maller. I, I can't fathom that. I'm glad they said yes to you, though, for Sunday, and we could see each other. Well, yeah, I and mean, it was one of the life's great uh, great mysteries. They have a massive press box, too, at the, uh, the new stadium in SoFi. So, and and I, yeah, like, I'd never been there, so there's a lot of room, and I, I was able to go, and we were trying to, to work out the schedule logistically because I didn't want to interfere. You're, you're there doing the broadcast back to Tampa and I didn't want to mess with you. So, hey, but I wanted to check out the stadium and I'd seen the Rams sent out a message saying, you know, before the game, you have pregame field access. And I'm like, well, I got to check it out. I mean, I got to take advantage of that. So I went down on the sidelines and kind of was you know, soaking everything in, trying to get the vibe. And it was, there was a buzz in the, in the stadium with the Bucks that afterglow of the Super Bowl and with Tom Brady and all that playing the Rams, it was a big deal. So anyway, um, we had agreed on a time. So I'm I'm making my way up back through the bowels of SoFi Stadium. I have no idea where I'm going. I'd never been there before. And and so I, I finally find the, the right elevator. I'm going up, and next to me, there's this, this older gentleman and a couple other people in the elevator, and I don't think anything of it. I usually don't pay any attention. So I'm in the elevator, and then the, the, uh, the gentleman, the older gentleman asks uh, where the Bucks radio booth is. <laughs> and and so so TJ at that moment you know I have here's another example like I'd never met Gene Deckerhoff in my life I've heard him call you know back when Florida State had the great teams oh, yeah. uh, De- Gene Deckerhoff a legend uh, with the Seminoles and obviously with the Buccaneers over the years and so I, I 
I had this eureka moment where I recognized his voice and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and, and then I, I put two and two together. I'm like, well, I'm walking to where I think the Bucks booth is because that's where TJ is. And so I, I did something which is very tough for me, TJ. I'm an introvert. And I introduced myself to Gene. He was very nice. And I told him I was I, I dropped your name, of course. And he's, oh, yeah, yeah. He knew you. And obviously you work on the broadcast. And so right, and right. then and then I immediately called you, TJ, and said, hey, I guess who I found. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and on our end, just for the audience here on the podcast, we've been trying to find Gene for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We can't find him. But Big Ben, the biggest of <laughs> Sherpa guides, has found Gene to get him to the radio booth. Again, you get the uh, save of the day for that to get him where he needed to be. So you're calling me and you're saying, hey, I'm coming to you, and I've got Gene Deckerhoff with me, and I'm looking at my radio boss going, okay, Gene is good, he's on the way, he's coming, he's got an escort. So it, it was fantastic that you were able to do that. The other thing that I, I will share that was a slight disappointment for me as the game went on and the L.A. Rams video production crew continued to show all of the celebrities – all of the A-listers, from LeBron to Mike Tyson to the crew of Ted Lasso to Larry David, uh, Dr. Dre, who's back to back to health and was at the Rams game. Where was the celebrity sighting shot of Ben Maller yeah. in that game at SoFi State? How, how did they neglect <laughs> to publicize that one of the A-listers, the man that got Gene to our radio booth, the, the man with the velvet ropes part, they didn't show you once. I was disappointed that you weren't hobnobbing with Magic Johnson and, and some of those other actresses they were showing uh, as they panned around the crowd and kept showing that during the commercials, Big Ben. Yeah, clearly an oversight. A bad job by the people at the at SoFi Stadium. I, did you notice, TJ? Now, he, let me ask you this. Now, you're you're walking down. You had to walk through the same tunnels I had to walk through to get to the field at SoFi Stadium. Did you see all the VIP parking underneath the stadium? Yes. That yes. that was I. I've not been around. You you've traveled the NFL circuit. Is that normal now? Do they have that in most it's, of these new it's stadiums? It's not common, but at a lot of these bigger ones like Jerry's World at AT and Stadium, uh, and I'm trying to think. There's one or, or one or two others of the new ones where yes, like for example, at the new Soldier Field in Chicago, the player parking is under the stadium for the Bears players. So in other words, you're outside of the visiting locker room, you're in the tunnels trying to get to the media uh, press conference room, and you might get run over by a Chicago Bear who's trying to leave in their vehicle because the parking is <laughs> under the under the stadium. And kind of similarly in Dallas. Uh, they have a fleet of vehicles under there. So, yes, I did see what you were talking about. And that and there's so much room underneath and around here for the audience that, yes, that is something that some teams take advantage of. But it's still impressive because you've got all these high-end SUVs, limousines, different things that are that are sitting there. And you're thinking, am I at a party? And that's one thing that our people on the trip – not just from a broadcasting standpoint, but Buccaneer fans have relayed to me, they can't get over all of the nightclub-esque atmosphere, different different little venues they had in and around that property besides the football game. Within the bowel of the stadium or within the upper bowl of the stadium, 
you had a real nightclub type feel, an LA glitzy feel. I mean, they they have definitely gone all out with the design of that stadium. Ben. Yeah, no, it, it was crazy. And you know, TJ, I'm a, I'm a bit of a cynic, and I even for me, I was like, I didn't expect much. I'd seen it on television, and I was like, I could not believe every every turn I took at SoFi Stadium. I was like, I can't believe this. This is this is especially after being at the Coliseum in LA, which you've been at a few times doing games, right. and what a dump that place is uh, in in comparison. I know there's history at the Coliseum because the first Super Bowl was there and all that, but it's it's oh my goodness, it's unbelievable what's uh, what's going on there. Although the traffic, I, I, you're fortunate because you had to do the post game stuff, but I, you did have to make the flight. You're oh, not- no. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, you left probably you left you left late in the game after the Buccaneers had probably been wiped out. Yeah, with with some leaving, we we noticed people had begun to leave late in the fourth quarter. The game was decided to battle the traffic. We left Ben probably about an hour and 15 minutes after the game. We're off the air. Um, and we had a long time before our nighttime red-eye flight back to Tampa in the middle of the night in the Eastern time zone, flying commercially there out of LAX. It still took us close to an hour, my friend, to get to the car, get out of the parking lot, get around the complex, and get towards LAX. We, we were two hours after the game still sitting in the traffic, and I said to my colleagues, I said, hey, welcome to big city, Los Angeles, huge crowd. You know, a lot of people left that game and probably went and tailgated a little bit outside after it's over with and then get in their car, and the, and the, the traffic is everywhere. So uh, that, that is something that – but, yes, uh, I mean, you'll take that because it, it's, better, it, it's better than – having a team that's not interesting in a half-full stadium. And then the wild and ironic part, I kept saying it to our audience, is they had no fans at any of the games last year. There was never a problem, obviously, getting in or out to broadcast the game last year. No one was there. And so you go from that extreme of no one there, and that was a loud, raucous environment that clearly bothered the Buccaneers last weekend with being able to hear, change the play, false starts, the crowd's all over you. It was definitely an advantage for the Rams. So that was that was some scene right down to the traffic trying to get out of there, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the one if I if I have one complaint, that would be it. I, I don't know who the civic planners are in Inglewood, but it's gonna be even crazier, TJ, because the Clippers are building an arena yes. right across the street from there. And I imagine there'll be some Sundays where the Clippers are playing and the Rams or the Chargers are playing. And I I can't oh. imagine adding another 20,000 people to the 70,000 that were leaving. Now, yeah. now, clarify for me, are they going to leave the forum standing? And again, for the audience here, we're talking a lot of Los Angeles, but I was fascinated to be around the forum having watched all of those Laker games uh, in the 80s, especially against the Celtics and never having been around that building, much less in that building. Are they going to leave that standing? Because I know they have concerts there and that kind of stuff. Or are they tearing that down? to build the Clipper building. We were unsure about that. Yeah, so as I understand it, the plan is to keep the forum as a concert venue. Uh, and I don't know how much demand there's going to be for that with the new arena right across the street. But Steve Ballmer, the famous story, the owner of the Clippers, worth $95 billion with a B, TJ. He, was, he wanted to build the arena in Inglewood, and he had talked to the city of Inglewood. But as I heard the story... The, the people, the forum sued. They were owned by uh, the Knicks owner, uh, James Dolan, and there was a lawsuit. 
So Steve Ballmer just bought the forum to end the lawsuit and to build the arena to get that underway. And I believe the, the plan is to keep the forum. Although you know how plans change. I would hate to see that place turned down. There's a lot of history there. That's one of the problems I have, TJ, with a lot of like American sports. Like you go to Europe, not that I've been, but I've seen on the internet, and they have these old soccer, the pitches yes. uh, that are 100, 200 years old in some cases. And they don't tear them down. They just keep them around. But here, I mean, stadium, you know how it goes. The stadium gets 20, 25 years old, and it's time to take the wrecking ball right out point. and tear it I down. Mean, we, we have rare exceptions with what you're saying, like Fenway Park or Wrigley Field that are still there 75, 100 years later. But they tore down Yankee Stadium, to your point. They, yeah. tore, they tore down old uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, Texas Stadium, the same with Three Rivers Stadium for the Steelers. You're mentioning the L.A. Coliseum that has been iconic for like 75, what, 80, 90 years, going back to the middle of last century in Los Angeles. So yeah, maybe we're just getting old. Maybe we're just being get-off-my-lawn guy. I'm not sure, but I, I kind of agree with you. But it was it was neat. We were trying to find one of the parking lots which, again, it took us about 15 or 20 minutes to find the parking lot that we were supposed to be in in SoFi, but we were right there by the forum. And I said to the people in the car, I'm like, that's where Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ruled the day in the 80s. That is, I'm not a Laker fan, but I'd never been. I'd never been on that property. I've never been inside of it. It was neat to see that Sunday morning just for a second. Yeah, no, listen, I, I had not been in that area. I had not had any reason to be in Inglewood for for some time. And so, but I, when I first started, I'm very lucky, TJ, because when I first started at a station in San Diego and I started covering the LA sports scene, that was before Staples Center. So I'm, 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 I am old, I guess. And uh, and so that the Lakers are still playing at the Forum. The Kings were there. The Clippers were at the LA Sports Arena, which has been torn down, which is, I, I have no problem with that. There's a soccer stadium there now. Uh, but I, I do. And I remember when I was, uh, when I started going to the forum and I'm not a, obviously I, I'm a Laker hater TJ I take shots at the Lakers all the time but still walking through that arena in the bowels of that arena it was pretty crazy thinking about all the legends of basketball that had played there and both for the Lakers and against the Lakers so I think that's going to stick around but you know you know how these things are if they feel like that if you will if you have any input if you have any influence which you obviously do yeah you're going to say the forum must stay the forum must stay, but I don't know that they're consulting Big Ben. No, no, be, no, but I'm not. I don't no, know they're they're not. I have I have no I have no power. I have no power. You know, it's funny. I, I on uh, on FSR they I, they ran a promo. I talked about this on the air the other night, but they ran a promo of uh, Colin Coward, uh, my colleague there, and and he was talking about some story that he was a party with Stan Kroenke, the the Rams <laughs> owner, and I'm thinking like. You know, we work at the same place. I, I'm I'm hanging out with the hot dog vendors. You know, that's who I'm hanging out with, and he's hanging out with the. the Wait, yeah. Colin is hanging out with Cronky. Meanwhile, Ben is trying to help Gene Deckerhoff find PJ at the Buccaneer Radio. Booth. Yes. What is wrong with this picture? Ben? Yes, yes, a slight slight uh, dichotomy f- between the, uh, the the two of us. But but you've been doing these Buck games for a while, TJ. You mentioned that you, this year is different because of the COVID stuff. You got to travel on your own. I mean, how big an Inco- how big an inconvenience is that, and uh, and how difficult is it to line up the ch- the flight schedule with the Buccaneers schedule, especially now because the Bucks are one of the glamour teams. So you guys are going to be playing a lot of primetime games with Brady and all that, and so you're going to have to really work to get out of certain cities. I would think. Yes, there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are correct on all of those fronts. And first, let me say at the outset, I appreciate the question. These are first world problems. I mean, we get to broadcast these games and whatever it takes to get there. I'm not going to go so far on the on the Maller podcast here on the fifth hour to say that I would walk to do it i would not walk to do these games it's a long way to walk to los angeles or a long way to walk to foxborough massachusetts from tampa but get, being able to travel and get there is is a minor thing when you're talking about the magnitude of playing the rams in la or playing the patriots in foxborough which we'll talk more about in a second so in our world we're now having to do that commercially like a lot of the other media has always done we're not on the team plane for the covid guidelines and the covid reasons they've restricted how many people can be on the plane because of social distancing so for example we were just like everybody else at lax the other night uh trying to get out of los angeles late night red eye flights there were a ton a ton of buccaneer fans that were in the Delta terminal at LAX because they had come to the game. I mean, by a ton, I'm talking about easily a thousand wow. of them that were walking around everywhere trying to get on those flights because Delta had, in this case, free plug for them on the Mallard podcast. They had six or seven flights Sunday night that were going either to Dallas or Atlanta or even the nonstop. We were on to Tampa in the middle of the night that could get you out of Los Angeles, get you back to Tampa and get you back to work. For example, if you're going back to work on Monday. So, that, that's our world now. And so to fast forward for later this weekend, I am actually getting the privilege of working the national broadcast of Ole Miss and Alabama on Compass Media, one of the national outlets that does college football. I'm working that on the radio uh, Saturday with Steve Berline, the former Cowboy, the former L.A. Raider, the former Carolina Panther, uh, the former Notre Dame quarterback. So Berline and I are working Ole Miss, Alabama on the radio Saturday afternoon. Well, then Sunday morning, I've got to make my way to Foxborough, Massachusetts, flying commercially out of Alabama through Atlanta and up to Foxborough, and it's a Sunday night game, so that will be easier with the time to be able to get there. But just like all the other business travelers and commuters, you do the game Sunday night, it should be a wild uh, scene and situation, but we're right back on a Monday morning flight trying to get back to Tampa uh, to have the work day Monday and everybody get on with their lives, so... 
Yes, it, it is definitely different and a challenge, but there are an awful lot of people that have resumed traveling, have to travel for their career, have to travel for their broadcasting or their media career. So chalk, chalk us up as those that are right there among them trying to fight to, to get the good airline seat, get the aisle seat, Ben Mallow that I like, and, and be able to get to these games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you had to come back right after the red eye and write to, you had to put the podcast up, right? The nothing, <laughs> nothing but Bucks <laughs> podcast. Did you, did you, did you even go to bed or did you just start working I, right I away? Did, I actually slept for about an hour on the plane, an hour. Okay. And then got here. And the first priority was get here and get my daughter. I've got 13-year-old twin daughters. Get them fully out the door. Get them in the car line for middle school. Drop them off. As we peel the curtain back more, I love this on the Mallard Podcast. So I get them <laughs> dropped off. I get back home. I put the podcast together. And the podcast was literally up and ready to go about probably 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, literally about four hours after I was off the plane. So I was impressed with myself being able to get all of that done. Again, I appreciate you complimenting me off the air that you enjoyed the podcast. I'm not really sure how coherent and what I actually said, if it made sense. <laughs> if you tell me, Ben, that it made sense, then I appreciate the critique, yeah. the professional critique. But I'm not quite sure if I gave away like my bank account information <laughs> or what I was actually saying on the podcast. No, I hear you. No, it was it was good. I, you you had uh, you played the highlights of the game. You had Bruce Arians. Yep. Uh, you you replayed the yep. interview you had with Bruce. You gave a a good description of uh, how many Bucks fans there were. A lot of Bucks fans. I was surprised by that that number. I didn't realize there were that many Bucks fans I, in the L.A. Only thing I know is the Bucks didn't do very much in the game, but there were two or three moments especially to the tv left the left of the bucks bench when the bucks scored in the first half on the godwin touchdown run there were probably three or four thousand buccaneer fans in the lower bowl and in that end zone level that erupted not not loud enough to where tv would maybe pick it up very much but i looked around and went wow this is not 25 people or 100 people there's easily two or three thousand or more buccaneer fans here but again, credit to the Rams. They didn't give the Bucs or their fans much to cheer about for much of Sunday. For sure. Yeah. So take me behind the scenes here, TJ. What's it like dealing with Tom Brady? Are there special media rules being around Tom? I mean, he's, he's <laughs> sports royalty in America. He's become bigger than life here over the years. So what's it like since he showed up to town? This is why you listen to the Maller podcast. Are you ready for this? Yeah. As we talk at the end of week number three and get ready to head to this massive game with the New England Patriots, I have not had the occasion and may not have the occasion to do a one-on-one -on -one interview with Tom Brady as of yet. Wow. That may be stunning to the Ben Maller and to the audience. Yeah. In my normal duties on Buccaneers radio, I would typically interview the quarterback before and after all of the games. I've done this in the past with the likes of Jameis Winston. Uh, you can go all the way back to other quarterbacks like Josh Freeman recently. Uh, back to Jeff Garcia. You know that name in the day, the veteran quarterback that played with the 49ers and with others. Uh, go all the way back to Brad Johnson, who helped win the Buccaneers Super Bowl. Constantly interviewing the quarterback before and after the game. But two things. The first thing is Tom Brady does not do a lot of individual media for anybody. Never did in New England. It's not in Tampa Bay. In terms of one-on-ones with anybody, he doesn't do much of that. It's mainly on the podium uh, one time during the week, uh, and, and something after the game is usually on the podium. There's not a side interview for TV outlets, radio outlets, etc. So I have not – and then you couple that with the COVID-19 madness – 
that it's still that it's tapered some, but it is still in place in terms of guidelines. I've not been around him to one-on-one interview. Now I have been around him, but I could I confess I don't think he really knows who I am, and I am then I am fine with that because for the first twenty years of Tom Brady's NFL career, he didn't know who T.J. Reeves was then in New England. <laughs> this is no different then yeah. for, for Tom Brady a couple of years later. I don't really think he knows who, who I am, but in terms of winning games and winning a Super Bowl last year, I'll trade that off for not having the uh, the one-on-one conversations with Tom Brady. How about all, that? all right. Well, fair enough. It, it, that is I'm, – I'm trying to remember when the, the, the comp would be, I, I guess, Jordan. But I do right. remember Jordan doing some media one-on-one, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe he didn't do that at the well, end. That's a good comparison. That's valid. Yeah. And, and for the elite of the elite, it is rare that you're going to get that chance to yeah. be around them one on one because they just they don't have to. I mean, yes, if ESPN is broadcasting the game or Fox, like with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and Aaron Andrews, you've got a good possibility of talking to them. Uh, you know, as part of the the duties to get ready for the game. Television, a different world, as I've often said, and you can appreciate this and you identify with me. Television rules the world. That's why we're in radio, babe. We're down on a lower <laughs> level. So TV does rule the world, and they get one on one. Interviews. I mean, you didn't ask me about this, but just real quick as an aside, if you're watching the Manning brothers on the Monday night broadcast, look at the guests that they are able to get because of who they are and the access they have with TV. I mean, the roll call of people from Brett Favre talking about a Packer game or Nick Saban on the Monday night game with the Eagles and the, and the Cowboys, those guys aren't going to do that stuff basically for almost anybody. But, but you, you have that clout with TV, it's the Mannings, it's ESPN, it makes a difference. I will just say this as one more aside. I've been around uh, Tom Brady. He is fantastic with all the Buccaneer personnel. He has been tremendously cooperative with the business side of the Buccaneers where he didn't have to be. Um, again, he is, he is bought fully in, figuratively, to being part of the Buccaneer organization. That's great to see. And there was a moment in the bowels of SoFi Stadium on Sunday when it was all over. He had done his media. He was trying to get to the plane, trying to get to the buses to get to the plane, fight the L.A. traffic, et cetera, where they had him on a golf cart. They have all these uh, different Ram players on golf. Where they had Brady on the golf cart trying to get him to the buses, and he literally had – a driver and an armed guard with him as he's riding by, <laughs> on the guard, riding by me to go get to the buses. I saw that from a distance, about 20, 30 feet away, as he uh, as he zoomed on. So there you go. There's another aside for, now did, for the fifth now, hour. Now, TJ, did you have uh, your own armed guard when you were making no. your way out of Inglewood? Normally, no. I do not have to have armed personnel around me. There's not an occasion for that. However, yeah. if I do need it, I may instill the help of the Maller Militia that you have in the middle yes. of the night. And in whatever city I'm in, I contact you. The Maller Militia has my back. If I need that, I may come to you for that. I, if well, I we that, will. T- you know. Listen, TJ, we will form Voltron, the Maller Militia. We'll get Hollering James in Minnesota. We'll get uh, Lance, the bus driver. We'll get them all together, and it'll be quite the whack pack. But now, what, what do you? what's your vibe on Brady? How many more years do you think he plays? And do you think he, this is the last uniform? Do you think he stays in Tampa the rest of the way, or does he go somewhere else? So on all of those questions, the first one is, do not doubt that the man's going to play in 2022. I believe he is going to play next year. I believe this is beyond. Again, all things are 
are predicated on how long, Bannon, you know this, does his shoulder hold up, does his elbow hold up? Because you can talk about the TB12 method with training and, and eating uh, avocado toast and, <laughs> you know, whatever else you're going to eat. And, yeah. and, and tr- but you're, all, you're 44, your arm, your shoulder, how long does it last? He, he is playing still at an elite level. He can make the throws. And we believe that will sustain. So I believe he will be back for a third season, depending. I mean, if Ben, if they roll on and win another Super Bowl, uh, there was a lot of thought, would he just would he walk away after last year after winning the Super Bowl? If you do it again, if you are somehow able to repeat, what else do you have to prove to put your body through this? You've proven your point. Uh, he, he's he's obviously got tons and tons and tons of money and accolades. I don't know, but I believe he believes he can still play for 2022 and maybe even beyond. The Buccaneer contract is four more years. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Three more years after this one, he signed up for a four-year extension when they reworked the salary cap. I don't know if he can play that long. So we'll, yeah. we'll see if physically at this position if he can still make the throws and, and play that way. Speaking of Peyton Manning, you watch Peyton Manning break down physically at the end of his career. You watch his final year in Denver. He couldn't throw the ball 15, 20 yards down the field anymore yeah. at the end of that Super Bowl winning season when they beat the Panthers. Well, yeah. That's not the case right now with Tom Brady. We'll see how long it lasts. And, no, I don't believe he'll go anywhere else. I, I believe this will be it that he will ride it out with the Buccaneers this season, probably next season, and then that will that will be the end of his career, whatever he's done in Tampa Bay. Yeah, and Drew Brees also at the end with the Saints had some, yes. some issues. and It seemed like his arm wore down as the season went on. By the playoffs, he would have have some issues with that. Yeah, I'm not – I mean, everyone said Brady till 50. He wants to play till he's 50. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, th- I said he was done a couple years ago, though, TJ, when I was doing fill-in stuff at EEI in Boston, and <laughs> and Brady's numbers were not particularly good, and the offense wasn't really clicking for the Patriots, even though they, they ended up in the Super Bowl one of those years. But Brady was kind of in the middle of the pack. And then he goes to Tampa, 
And hey, you live in Florida, TJ. The fountain of youth, right, is uh, is there, Ponce de Leon in in Florida. The, the, Amen. The, yeah, it's right Amen. there. Yeah, I, I think for he and for Gronk too. I know Gronk took a big shot on the chest and the ribs in that game, but Gronk has been rejuvenated, revived, fountain of youth, Ponce de Leon, TB12 method, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. they, they have found it, and let's see if it can sustain. Okay, it's a long season. Can they sustain it? Can they continue it? Uh, Gronk had so many injuries with his back, with his hip at the end of his New England career, yet he played every game, all 20 of them a year ago in the regular season in the playoffs. And the best that we understand it, they're not broken ribs here for him coming out of the Rams game. So you know he, he would have that like that line uh, from Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman where the, uh, the, the actor Michael Rooker is playing Rowdy. The, the Dale Earnhardt-like character, he says, I, I've raced with my legs broke, with my eyeballs on springs. I've raced all kinds of – that's Gronkowski. He's going to play in that game Sunday night with the Patriots, even if his eyeballs are on the springs. <laughs> I hear you. Well, let's get to the main event this weekend. Uh, you will be in the eye of the storm, the belly of the beast. TJ on the sidelines there in Foxborough. It's being billed as the – Greatest regular season game in NFL history. So what are your expectations, TJ, from the Bucks side of things, being there? How great is that? I'm so I'll look for you when I'm watching the game on TV, but what are your expectations here? I, I believe that this is going to be one of the most hyped regular season games that they have had in NFL history. I, I don't know if we will look back on it years from now as uh, as one of the great moments maybe I, I mean this is going to be likely you can't never say never likely the only time tom brady plays there in a regular season game as the visiting quarterback because the the rotation of the schedule the buccaneers would not be back there for another eight seasons i mean tom brady would be 52 years old <laughs> yikes as yikes. the buccaneer quarterback yeah. eight years from now so yes the the hype is going to just build and build for it, it's going to be some scene. I mean, the tickets were were five and six thousand dollars a piece in the off season. I can only imagine on the secondary market it will build and it will grow Friday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday to try to get in to see this. Uh, and you just you hope that the game will live up to all that's going to be said and written and shown about it leading up to it. And New England is struggling. I mean, I, I watched some of that game in the in the press box. I probably saw about 25% of it with the Saints. They played poorly again. And as you play this thing out as it builds up, of course the storyline is going to be Brady is a Super Bowl winner last year with the Bucs without Belichick. And now if he comes in and plays well or plays outstanding and the Buccaneers get back on the winning track and drop the Patriots to 1-3 and, and drop the Patriots to 0-3 at home, what a narrative that will set into motion for the rest of this year about who misses whom here. So lots of buildup. I, I am anxious to be there and to be around it, and I will report back uh, to Ben Maller and everybody else that wants the update, that wants the intel on what that scene is like at Gillette Stadium Sunday night. Yeah, and it's not – I mean, you're going to be there on the field, but it's going to be also the pregame, right? Does Brady and – do Belichick and Brady cross paths before the game and then after the game, depending on, you know, the sh do they shake hands? Is there any kind of embrace there? Does uh, Brady <laughs> run to the locker room? Does Belichick run to the locker rooms? So there's all these subplots to the game in addition to just the football part of it, the, uh, the other part 
of it. And then what happens after the game when they address the media and you know, they talk about it. So it's going to be – it's going to feed our – you know, doing the, the radio yes. show, TJ, and you, you do the podcast stuff and all that. It's going to feed our content for all, the next week at least after that and probably a lot yeah, longer. Yeah. Yeah, they're, so. they're going to talk about this day and night. I don't know that Rachel Ray is going to be talking about it on the Food Channel, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, they're going to talk about it everywhere coming up for this for this game, and rightfully so because the man won six championships with Bill Belichick in New England, and now here you have him coming back as the conquering hero from Tampa Bay. And I believe this is just me and my speculation. I believe you'll see like a pregame handshake. Or something. Mm. I mean, they they had such a long relationship with so much success, and at some point, you know, you you put all of the uh, the bitterness of whatever happened with they don't want me anymore, they don't appreciate me anymore aside. You go shake hands before. It's like boxing, touch gloves, touch them up, and now here we go, and let's see what New England has because uh, again. Uh, they have not looked good, and, and you can disregard beating the dysfunctional New York Jets in the middle of those two losses to the Dolphins, and then this past Sunday to Jameis Winston and the Saints where Mac Jones threw three interceptions in that game. If New England is a is a stinky poo in this game, you use stinky poo sometimes, don't you? If New England is stinky poo <laughs> in this game and Brady is fantastic, uh, Boston Sports Radio, the Boston Media, will be uh, relentless and immediate on how, how in the world did, did, did it come to this? that New England is floundering again while Brady is living it up and succeeding with the Buccaneers. Yeah, and I've you know, got a lot of friends in Boston to do the radio, and this they're treating this like a Super Bowl. They're going to have their, their afternoon guys doing the pregame show, and they're, they're, they're wasting – it's the one topic that will be discussed, and you know, it has been discussed ad nauseum, but it, it, they're, it's Tom Brady and Belichick. It's, it, that's it. That's all they've talked about on the radio – in Boston leading up to this. And I predict, TJ, if the Bucks do, if this goes the way it's looking with the way the Patriots are playing and as good as the Bucks are offensively, and this turns out to be a blowout, then they'll be calling for Belichick to be fired right after the game. I mean, you know how this works, right? That's how this is going to go. Belichick's lost it. they got to get a new coach. they got to start over. Uh, and uh, so that's, that's how that's going to go. But you are part of the Fox Sports Radio Alumni Association, TJ. Are your dues, yes. are your dues paid up in full have you paid your dues i i have re-upped for another year and uh, just let us know uh whenever we get the free t-shirt or whatever it is that we get from fox <laughs> sports radio as part of the alumni association i i would i still i have not done a saturday night on fox sports radio uh since 2015 i was there for five years not five full years doing saturday nights from 2011 through 2015 when I got that freelance uh, opportunity and then I kind of got installed as the Saturday night guy doing a lot of college football during the college football season. I still have people, the power of FSR and what Big Ben brings to the table, uh, and obviously Colin Cowherd and uh, Dan Patrick and all of the different shows, the odd couple that's now on and Jason Smith that's on at night. And we can't leave out my man Jonas Knox. What is it, two pros and a cup of Joe right now with yeah. the bar? And with, and with Brady Quinn in the mornings and Big Ben overnights. Much love for my Fox Sports Radio brethren. Uh, I still have uh, a lot of different friends and acquaintances that I've worked with 
uh, on the year and off the year that are there. So you guys keep knocking them in. But people still talk to me about doing Saturday nights on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. I have to let them in on. I haven't done that <laughs> since Donald, before Donald Trump became the president. It's been a little while. People think that I just stopped doing it like last year or two years ago. So yeah. it was a neat time. I'm thrilled. One of the relationships I got was getting to be around figuratively Ben Maller and do things on the air, be on the Maller Show. And you and I co-hosted some different times on some different projects. And we finally got to meet. It was not quite the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan as the superpowers <laughs> with the big handshake in the 90s. Remember that when they were the superpowers? Yeah. And they were, oh, yeah. They were trying to with the handshake. It was not quite to that level, but it was still neat to be around Big Ben and be around you at the Rams game. And it's neat to reflect back on being on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, listen, it was fun. I remember those those Saturday nights, and, you know, I had, I had got let go. I was let go by the company. They brought me back. And then I remember I was on, when I came back, I was doing the weekend overnight show, and I was your post-game show. You were on, and I was, uh, right, you right. were my lead-in, and then I would come on after you and rant and rave like a lunatic. Thankfully, the... I didn't kill all of your audience as <laughs> No, 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 no. something, yes. No. Oh, you did it. You did a great job. And so uh, just to kind of wrap this up, TJ, how can people follow you? I know you're on Twitter. You're on all the social media. You've got your, your Bucks podcast. You're working. You mentioned yes. Compass, Compass Media Networks, right? You do the Bucks sidelines. Yeah. They're all over the place, TJ. I am all over the place. I have met myself two or three different times coming and going. Thank you for the plug. Follow me at Buck, B-U-C, Buck Sideline Guy. Uh, I appreciate you sharing out the photo. You even tagged me on that. So if you want to see what I'm up to, on Twitter, at least, anyway, you find me there. Find me through Buccaneers.com and their mobile app. The podcast, as you mentioned, is nothing but Bucks. It's a post-game recap podcast with interviews, with highlights. We'll have one up on the Monday, God willing, after this Patriots game this week and after any of the Buccaneers games all the way through, however long it lasts. Love that. And, yeah, Compass Media Networks, again, is a national outlet. The games will be on over the year on CompassMediaNetwork.com and other outlets as well the different college football games they have every week. I'm doing a select, I believe, six total game package. One of those games is this week, Ole Miss, Alabama, at the time that we're taping. Later in the year, I'm getting the chance to do an Oklahoma-Texas Tech game. I'm also doing an Ohio State game later in the year, so Compass Media Networks is good. And I fooled around with various other podcast projects and Internet and, and, uh, web, and web stuff. You can find me there and still do a bunch of – radio appearances here in Tampa Bay, et cetera. So I appreciate the invite to be on the fifth hour. If you're going to be on the Mallard podcast, I love listening to you. I hear you a lot in the middle of the night when I'm traveling or coming back. I I love the video clips. I was rooting you on as you were ranting about Matt Stafford when I saw that video (laughs) clip from the Mallard show overnight. So, uh, yeah, it was was great to hook up with you. I wish it had been a better outcome for the Buccaneers, but credit the Rams. They looked really good. On Sunday, and we'll see now if the Bucks can regroup in New England. And yeah. if they can, look out. Yeah, and we need the Bucks to play the Chargers next year in L.A. or something so we can, can hang out uh, again. So we'll have to make that happen. Well, we played. So here's the schedule on that. We played the Chargers at home last year, so the next Charger game in Los Angeles would be about three years from now. Are we checking our social calendars? We're both married men. Yeah. We usually have to check with the wives we got to check on three years from now if we have a reunited at at SoFi. (laughs) But who knows if the Bucs could end up playing the Rams again at SoFi again next year. We've played the Rams now three years in a row. We could end up playing them again in Los Angeles. There you go. So maybe we hook up then. We'll see. Perfect. All right. Thank you, TJ. Good luck with the travels and the broadcast. And I'll be uh, watching on TV, and uh, we'll see what happens. Thanks for coming on. 
Much love for the Ben Maller. I, I love getting the chance to catch up with you, with meeting with you, and this was a lot of fun. Thank you for the invite, Big Ben. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.